Hey, everybody, Sound Engineer Andrew, uh, if you're not already a Patreon uh, person, you should do that, because uh, I personally just directed and produced and sound engineered the most perfect Patreon-only subscriber drunk cast. You are going to love it. It is so good. You will not believe the laughter. <laughs> Knee slapping, belly aching, rip roaring, fun times. It's going to be spectacular. Uh, if you choose to subscribe and Sound Engineer Andres supports the decision that you do, you should go to Patreon. Dot <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> forward slash that's the one that's like shift question mark shift question mark I don't think you press shift if you press shift that makes it question mark don't press shift it's the one where the question mark is let's start over patreon.com patreon.com <laughs> forward slash <laughs> experience grind you're going to love it. You're going to unlock loads of uh, content that you were not previously allowed to get. It's going to be spectacular. It's a whole lot of me, and I think I'm wonderful. So uh, definitely check it out. And uh, I think now I think now Kyle and Ryan are going to start with their regular show, uh, something about Spider-Man something. So, enjoy that. Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So, warning for that, too, you idiots. That'll fucking work. Hello, friend. Hi. Uh, hi, I'm Kyle. <laughs> and I'm Ryan. And uh, we do this dumb thing called Experience Grind Podcast, where... Uh, we grind out experiences on different things. Man, that sounded really <laughs> uh, <laughs> offensive. No, not no, offensive. No, not offensive. I, uh, easy. Sure. Easy. It seemed easy. There we go. Yeah. You didn't um, really work for that one. It just fell into your lap and like, oh, hey, what's this? Yeah, here's a joke. I grind experiences. Uh, we're going to be talking about <laughs> Spider-Man for the PS4. It came out like a month and a half ago. Yeah, or two months. Uh, September twenty something. Yeah, I think so. It came out around then. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't want to rush and come out and do one. We wanted to give this one some time yeah. for a lot of people to play through it and really get through it. So, and we're chock full in September and October with stoner movies and then horror stuff. So yeah, it kind of is a fit into the <clears throat> schedule. So now is the perfect time to talk about Spider Man. You've caught up. But first, Kyle, we're not talking about Spider-Man just yet. No, we're going to talk about uh, this video that Hartman showed us. <laughs> of, uh, oh, my God. This was lady, there a name for it? I don't know, but <laughs> there was a, a, a naked woman who was having an air compressor sprayed at her vagina lips, which were very meat uh, curtain-y. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was all shot in, like, artistically high-definition 
style. Yeah. Yeah. And also in slow-mo. Almost, it was shot well enough, it would be a commercial for something. But what that commercial is, who fuck, who the yeah. fucking knows? But yeah, so we saw very loose vagina lips flapping in slow motion. Yeah. That was a, that was a sight. It looked just like a Muppet. Yeah. I didn't know what to think except like I couldn't help but hear like Elmo. Talking. I've seen I've seen a video of a chick like skydiving naked and it's a similar thing. She's got very floppy lips like that and it's just but uh in the edits I've seen somebody's like cartoonishly drawn two googly eyes on both sides of it. So it just looks like it's going <laughs> It's oh my It's God. a very good gif from I... the old internet days. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh I just thought about how this is going to transition into our next topic. Yeah. (laughs) It just... (laughs) It's going to tie in real well. Okay. Uh, Because hard cut. (laughs) Ryan. No segue? No. How do you segue loose flopping vagina lips? Into this super serial discussion. Right. Yeah. Oh, God. What are we doing in like a week? Well, we are going to do what is now our annual event for Extra Life, which is we are going to play games on our stream at Twitch for 24 hours yep. to help raise money for the kids at Riley Children's Hospital. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a, it's a great event. Everything that's donated goes directly to Riley. Get 100%. Get none of it. It's All we're doing is just giving up our time and hoping to entertain a few you dummies. We get nothing from it. Mm -mm. Extra life gets nothing from it. Yep. 100% of this goes to a children's hospital. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fucking great. It's a 501c organization, so it's legit. Mm -hmm. You can do a tax write-off if you have an accountant. Exactly. Um, It's a pretty great time. And what a great way to give back. Like, those kids, you know, this will help brighten their childhoods. And a lot of you people, you love games. Because of your childhood growing up with games. So yeah. give back. It's a great way to pay it forward. Um, We did it. So this is our second annual it is. attempt at this. Mm-hmm. We did it last year. We raised like just over 1700 bucks, mm-hmm. which was pretty awesome. Yeah, more than I thought. Yeah. For our first time, yeah. I was I was blown away. I'm going to feel real terrible if we don't reach at least that this year. I really will too. <laughs> I know. It'll be, it'll be terrible. And I'll they be shouldn't sad. because whatever's raised is yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. But it's going to be a little bit of an ego hit. It's sure. always, you always <laughs> want to do better. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to prepare myself for not doing I know. better. Yeah. It's going to be like 1660. If it's that close, I'm just going to put in my own money. I would to, too. To get that we're going to get over number. it. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to see how it plays out. Yeah. But that's our goal. Actually, no, I saw our goal, and it's high. It's four grand. Yeah, I would have done two to play it safe, but you went four. Yeah, I got high hopes. Woo! I probably bit off more than I chewed, could chew. But, you know, here's the thing. It was a really positive response last year. Yeah, Uh, it was. We had a lot of people come by. I think we are expecting some guests this year. Probably maybe a little bit more than last year. I hope so. It'll be a good time. We're mm-hmm. trying to prepare a little better. I do have a much better computer than last year. That's true. So it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've purchased throughout the year a lot of new games that I think will be a lot of fun to play with people. Mm-hmm. So that'll be awesome. But and... uh, some classics will return as oh, well. Oh, yeah, of course. There will definitely be a karaoke hour, and I'm sure... Hartman's got ice hockey at some point. Right? No, I think we're doing uh, instead of ice hockey because we're going to do no. Telespiela. Oh, 
Oh, that's right. Ooh, that's a treat. Yeah. You guys don't know what you're in for yet. And I think we're going <laughs> to intersperse it throughout the night. So at like certain points, two people will come in and do a telespiela match Perfect. real quick. And then we'll go on to something else. So, this is going to be so good. I hope so. You guys, you don't know. I hope it works out. is going to be great. I cannot hype telespiela up enough. Yeah. If It'll you be... can find it, it's hard to find, but try to search for it. Yeah, because you named the fucking channel all in German. <laughs> I know. God. What an obtuse motherfucker. What a I love fucking, him. What a hipster piece what of obtuse. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so last year, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, oh, yeah. It was also kind of miserable. I, you, you. I did. Were miserable. I, did. I was not. It got hard when you were kind of on the floor and I was on my own doing it. I know. But... Never miserable. Never miserable. It's it was only I think I got a plan better. I started not counteracting the drinking I was doing with like oh, water yeah. like you're having now. Uh-huh. I plan to have some some Gatorades around to Spoiler, we did a drunk cast, which you probably yeah. had the promo for. Yeah. We totally did do that. And uh we're trying to recover from that, but I think having yeah. some Gatorades around just yeah. things to liquidate. We us. got the balls. Yeah. The balls will be <laughs> Well, those will keep us up. <laughs> Yeah, but also water. There's water in them. Yeah, but we're going to be okay. Um, I don't know, man. I've got some fun games. I downloaded uh, that other game where you and I are going to attempt to play it at some point, but uh, it's like two rabbits, but I play with the left half of the controller oh, and you play okay. with the right half. Okay. Uh, that'll, that'll be, be interesting. That'll be kind of fun. We'll see how that goes. Got, I got some cool things planned, I think. Nice. I hope it's entertaining. I think it will be. I, I do. I'm, I am looking forward to karaoke hour again. Yeah. Maybe we'll have some actual. We did it so late last time that I it think, was just me, yeah, you, and Hartman. We need to do it probably earlier on before people start taking off. That's what I think too. Yeah. So mix we'll, it up. Mm-hmm. We'll modify that to mm-hmm. bring it earlier in the night. So sure. it'll be it'll be good. And I don't know, man. I just I hope we do good again. I hope I think so. Well, also. I, we're experimenting with the format a little bit. We might have breaks from the sound engineer. Like we're really trying to step it up. Yeah, you know, and Bring I think it's this... gonna. I think it's gonna definitely surpass last year. But um, one of the big things pushing for, of course, we love your donations because again, great charity it's going to. But if you're financially tight right now or whatever, support us. Just be there in the stream. Yeah, like, that helped so much last year and again big big thank you to everyone in the chat because we had people sticking around for like hours last year and, and that, just hanging out yeah it, and really, it really does good do a lot it it really does like yeah it lifts up your spirits it's like that was what was keeping me up at four in the morning for the few people hanging in there like, just it, it's it's yeah. greatly appreciated so even if you can't donate any money donate your time help us out by uh just hanging out and chatting with us. It's like in Dragon Ball Z when the entire world gives their energy to Goku so he can make the spirit bomb. You uh-huh. need to send us your energy yeah. so we can make these spirit bombs. Crush. I'm losing you so bad because I went DBZ. Yeah, and I even saw DBZ as a kid. I just don't remember any of it. Oh, man. I remember <laughs> I a lot of that shit I've only seen once and I remember it so, it was like etched deep inside me. Really? I DBZ impacted that, me so it hit hard. That right note for you. Oh huh? man. Cuz I've always been about the like the ultra power. I mean I love Superman, I love Hulk. It's It's true. It's very obvious in like my character enjoyments like I really uh, identify with those like super ultra powerful. And Goku sure. is fun and he's dumb. I like a dumb. <laughs> he's like 
imagine if Charlie from Always Sunny was okay. a little less gross, but could punch through mountains. That's kind That's of like Goku? what Goku is. Yeah. I don't remember him being quite like that. That's interesting. He's very dumb, uh, incredibly ignorant, but pretty fucking loyal. Okay. So. Okay. That's Goku's whole thing. Huh. You know that that kind of sells the character a little bit more. Ben might Ben That's might correct me. I don't know if Ben is very familiar with Always Sunny. I don't know. He is familiar with Dragon Ball, though. Yes. yes it's yes. interesting. I've always connected more with. The loser <laughs> heroes. Um, oh, okay. Which is, you know, like a Krillin? perfect segue. Oh, yeah. If we're going with Dragon Ball, I guess, yeah, Krillin. I remember he's the bald, dotted head man, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And he ultimately gets, what, that android he girl? He gets android, uh, I believe, 16. I couldn't even find it. No, I think it's android 18. I think it's, uh, it's android 18. I don't know. I'm I'm proud of myself. Pat on the back for getting... He married an android lady. I couldn't even tell you fucking their numbers. No, what other losers do you like? Like, uh, I don't know. This kid named Peter Parker. Oh, okay. Oh, segue. You didn't even see it coming. I didn't. All right. Yeah, absolutely. Set up. Um, but I always identify with kind of the put upon hero, you know, the, the big dumb brute who runs in and saves the day and really kind of short of flaws. I don't know. It just was never my speed. Like, I identified with the loser. I don't know. So, I, uh, I liked, when I was younger, I, I liked a lot of the sidekicks. I was always a big fan. Yeah, of, yeah. I liked Luigi. Oh, okay. I liked Robin. Yeah. I, uh, I liked Zero over Mega Man X. Oh, no. Uh, um, oh, wait. Uh, Base. I love base, oh, base, but he's base and also the, not the, the yeah. main one. I liked Tails more than Sonic. Knuckles. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Tails. Mm-hmm. But I always like the sidekicks a lot more than the main yeah. character. So. I wonder if that's, uh, if that's, and I find myself doing the same thing, be, even subconsciously, like, uh, I'm not even aware of it, but, like, well, everybody's fucking Mario. I want Luigi. Yeah. I'm going to be Luigi, because why not? Well, and Everybody's it's also, fucking Sonic. Why not be Tails? I always like to be the different one. Yeah. Like, because, yeah. exactly, like, the the default is Mario. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to be default. I want to be a little left of center. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, just a yeah. little bit off. So yeah. I want to be Luigi and mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. I think it evolves perfectly into games now, like Overwatch. You want that person that nobody's else going to be because you don't have to fight for it. That's if true. If somebody yeah. picks a, I don't actually know who's overwatch popular right now is mercy so good i don't know probably i don't know either i'm not sure i'm so out of the i think everybody hates in brigitte okay yeah so if like i'm really good at brigitte and then somebody always picks brigitte you know like you're doing yourself a disservice yeah go with the one nobody picks mitch had that problem because he was always diva right that's why i went orissa right away i think right now she's getting more popular but like she wasn't for a long time i really don't know and i can't pretend to know yeah, that, that's, we did a, play that's a question recently. for Nerdy Thursday. Oh, I is think. it? Okay. Sean's all into Overwatch, right? He is. Yeah, so yeah, Nerdy Thursday. Check him out for hot Overwatch gossip. <laughs> it's your number one stop for internet Overwatch gossip. <laughs> Nerdy Thursday podcast with Sean and Mitchell. They're just two dudes who love boobs and games. <laughs> 
And good brews. Yeah. Oh, man, that, that's a great setup. So, losers, <laughs> man, let's get back to this. Let's talk Spider-Man. Yes. Because that's where we're going with this. Uh-huh. Why are we talking about Spider-Man? Because, number one, of course we are going to fucking talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, we have the biggest Marvel fanboy on this show. We're, we're blessed with his yeah. presence every time. It's Ryan Demarest. Hi, guys. The man bleeds red for Marvel. I do. I have my Captain America socks on right now. You do. Dressed up. I still have to get my Marvel in somehow. I get it, man. Mm-hmm. You you love Marvel. So what yeah. what this is getting at is that you're uh, obviously a huge Spider-Man fan. I am. Here's a secret. I myself am a massive Spider-Man fan. He's great. I grew up loving Spider-Man. Yeah. So Fantastic I think, cartoon series in the 90s. Yeah. Helped you get into it real easily. And Spider-Man. And like growing up, you identify with the kid character. Well, and he was one of the few comics I bought pretty regularly at yeah. the local comic book store that I would go to. Like, oh, yeah? I always bought Spider-Man stuff. I always nice. liked him. He was cool. He was fast. Mm-hmm. He was uh, really what I, graceful. It's yeah, one of, that's one of the things I love, I love yeah. about Spider-Man is that he's very graceful. Mm-hmm. Complete opposite of like most of the characters I like, like Hulk and Wolverine, where it's just a brutal, mm-hmm. just brute force, get things done. Spider-Man is slick. He's cool. Uh, I've always liked the trash talk aspect of him, because mm-hmm. he's a young, dumb kid. I think it, it counteracts, too, it's a nice sort of like natural camouflage, like what Clark Kent and Superman do for each other. Like, Peter Parker is such the not confident super slick cool guy that spider-man becomes when he's in the suit like it's this really cool dichotomy playoff because even in this game like he's a pretty normal looking guy yeah but we're supposed to believe that he's this super ultra nerd that like nobody really likes or respects even Mm -hmm. though Mm -hmm. even as like peter parker like he works for like a pretty established scientist sure and dr octavius like the dude has a fucking doctorate yeah I'll uh I'll go a little bit step further in in the duality I think that I've always gravitated towards with Spider-Man. I see yours, but the one I go to is that it's more of everyday guy with problems and then having to put on that confidence as Spider-Man. And it's it's that juxtaposition, not necessarily the uncool, unpopular side. I think that's there. Um because sad to say most comic book readers are probably not like super cool comic guys. You yeah. know, exactly. Uh, it, I don't know. That's fucking changed probably nowadays. It's like that 21 Jump Street scene where they go back to school and like <laughs> the geeks are popular now and everybody wears like fucking thrown off. Yeah, you know? everybody wears two straps. So I don't know how it is nowadays, but when I grew up, it was not fucking cool to like comics. And I did anyway. So you kind of identify with Peter Parker there. But it's more that he is. The everyday hero, but yet he's he's struggling with relationship problems, with trying to get the girl next door. He's struggling with just like the 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 issues that kids do of going to class, getting the homework done, having to struggle like you're you're standing in the family, like the disappointment you might bring for not living up to the expectations of, in his case, like Aunt May, but like your parents, you know? It's those everyday struggles, but yet he can go out and be a fucking hero. It's inspiring, and and it's that duality I see more so. Okay, um, so I guess my first question, then segueing in, do you get that dichotomy 
playing Spider-Man on the PS4. Yes. You do? I absolutely okay. do. Um, again, I don't think they go quite the nerdy route. I think what you see here, and I think this is really brilliant, is they, they put you into Spider-Man eight to ten years down the line. Like, he's been Spider-Man for about ten years. So he's had a history with all these villains. But you also get past that clunky, awkward stage of, like, him in high school being the nerdy loser and He's, also the origin story yeah. that we've seen a billion times. Exactly. We Same don't thing with Superman and Batman. Yeah. We know th- who yeah. the fuck Spider-Man is. And yeah. I respect that. And I'm glad that we just, mm-hmm. we go into it. There are a handful of characters that have been done so much. We're just done. With yeah. And, and this game does it gracefully. But I think, again, it's that dichotomy comes in with his issues with Mary Jane. Or his issues when it comes down to... Again, spoiler alert, we give you that spoiler warning every episode, but uh, when, like, dealing with the loss of a parent or a parent figure with Aunt May and, like, the struggles and and that big ultimate decision, I think that all kind of personifies the, the daily struggles we all go through. But then there is that superhero side, which is controlling Spider-Man and swinging through the cities, and it feels fucking great and amazing to be spider-man and you get that speed and agility and everything you need and the quips are there and it's all very spider-man so yeah i think i think it successfully fulfills the needs of peter parker and spider-man i think more than any other spider-man game it nails both of those aspects perfectly i fully 100 percent agree i think and i didn't even mention the mentorship between him and otto and like that kind of like Oh, the pressure of living up to your role model and trying to do that. But. Well, I like that there are still some parts when, like, certain missions take part, and you are Peter Parker. You're not yeah. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and you're trying to, like, almost blend in, and that's a cool aspect. I don't like when you do this as other characters, because okay. at three points, it makes you play as Mary Jane, and at one point, it makes you play as Miles. I think... Or twice. Few, yeah, maybe two times, two or three times as Miles. The one I remember as Miles is the Rhino fight. There's that, and then there's also he has to like sneak to a place very, very early on. Um, you have okay. to sneak to I think I remember it. yeah. And the the Silver Sable police force is kind of there and you have to sneak around them. I do remember that now, and he hacks things. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the lead up to that rhino stuff. And then there's also, but when you're Mary Jane, you're Mary Jane three times. Yeah. Two of those times are fucking terrible. I don't. I. I don't remember the third time, so we'll get into it. But the two I'm thinking of, I'm completely okay with, and one I think is fucking brilliant. There's, <clears throat> there's one time that I kind of vaguely remember there's a second time when you deal with the ghosty spectral dudes the asian dudes mr negative his henchman at the remember that one it's like at a museum yes all right so it's a hostage situation and mary jane is part of the hostage group she's taken by uh the the negative people the negative army i don't remember the name um that's the third time that's in the train station that's earlier than norman osborne's hotel norman osborne's hotel comes afterwards and and i don't remember the third time but the train station is the hostage situation yeah and then there's she's in 
Norman Osborne's hotel suite or apartment suite. And then there's the museum one. Which one's where the museum one? There's like the statues, and I don't think they're they're the Asian the museum thugs. is the train station. No, the train What's station it? is at the end, and that's when Spider Man. Which one's that's not at the end of the game. That's that's in the first act of the game. No, that's like the third time you're where Mary Jane. You're, you, where you're telling Spider-Man where to go and you're yes. pointing out. That's earlier on. I think that's towards the end, buddy. Pretty sure. Well, then what's this other one you're talking about? The, that's early on is the museum one that I'm talking about. Where Mary Jane pretends oh, to be... I'm getting them confused. Yes. We are thinking of the same... Yes. She pretends to be the other reporter the and interviews station. the lady. Okay. The museum one... Yeah, okay, so that's kind of your intro. The only one that, what one. I'm trying to say, the only one that is cool is when you see Spider-Man from somebody else's fucking perspective. And the other two times that you're Mary Jane, fucking suck. Alright, I'm with you on that first one. I think that's your intro to self one, and it's kind of throwaway. Because that's the first time you do that self stuff, and it has to teach you those mechanics, and it's not great. It's just story set piece delivered without, like, a cinema. And it's fine. It's not good, it's not bad, it's just fine. It's that Spider-Man one where you're telling him where to go and you're kind of seeing him do his thing as like the civilian is brilliant. It's cool. That one's fantastic. And I do really like the Norman Osborn one. I think I think it's a great kind of and maybe this is the story building around it, how you're kind of learning of a lot of stuff at this moment. But I think the self works pretty great. Like I didn't have any issues with it. I didn't struggle with it like I did with some of the Spider-Man segments. You know, but uh, I think it works great as a gameplay thing. It gives you kind of some big story beats at the time because you're learning about Harry and his symptoms for the first time about like this vacation wasn't a vacation. It's him with this kind of terminal sickness. And you learn about you kind of get real big hints about Norman and what he's doing with Harry right now. And then I think it ends real kind of. I don't know, with a nice little set piece of having to jump off and Spider-Man catching you at the last minute. I don't know. I think it just kind of worked well. I didn't have an issue with it at all. I um, see you disagree. <laughs> no, well, I, you said something. You you had problems with the Spider-Man stealth missions. No, not stealth specifically. Just Spider-Man oh. segments that I oh, really okay. had fucking issues with. Like the Scorpion and Rhino fight. Okay. Was so fucking hard to control. Really? For me. I, I don't know what it is. Okay. Maybe because it was on ground level, whereas I'd been really kind of doing a lot of, I don't know. I got used to the sky stuff. I didn't. What before it was the vulture and shocker fight, and that one felt completely natural to me. No I remember issues. that fight. I don't even remember the rhino fight. It was in this uh, kind of shipyard with a bunch of uh, crates, and they had cranes that were holding the crates, and you had to get rhino. You teased him to be underneath the crate, and then do the action thing to pull the crate down on him to stun him. But while you're doing this. The scorpion is jumping around on the perimeter, just shooting fucking acid at you this entire time. And anytime you get hit, it breaks your kind of pull for when Rhino comes. So it kind of prevents you from doing the very thing you need to do. And it became like real fucking frustrating. I think I, I don't think I had problems with that at all. I think I just took scorpion out first and then fucked with Rhino. I, I guess I don't know what it was, but I just didn't have enough time with Rhino constantly charging. Like, he just kept hitting me like, uh, here's what I think it was. Like, Scorpion, you had to hit or do like this uh, set 
not maybe pattern, but you had to completely do this task in a certain amount of time in order to get the hit on him to count. And Rhino would just hit me every time before I could finish it. I like think I'd be what I did close to getting that last hit in to make it count, and then Rhino would charge me. If I remember right, I would do the thing where like if I dodge things correctly, he would shoot web at the thing. Um, and I was I did that a lot and I took Scorpion out that like he would get so he would be distracted with that and then I yeah. think maybe I took Rhino out and then I took Scorpion out. Something like that. Okay. I remember not having an issue with that. There, you but, know there are this game too also has like a lot of preset class not class stuff, like modifications in your suit armor that give you different abilities and then depending on how you level up your skills, like there's a chance that maybe I just wasn't specced right. Yeah. For this one. Maybe and that I was, was using the wrong thing. That was one thing that I liked about this game compared to, because we'll go ahead and say it, and it's cliche as hell. This is Batman Arkham blank, sure. Batman Arkham Spider-Man. Like, it is. Spider-Man, like, the, the combat is very similar to the Arkham series. Sure. But one thing I noticed in this game compared to Batman was that I used my items a lot more as Spider-Man than I ever did as Batman. As Batman, uh, I, I spent a lot of time just as the fighting but I know in this one, dude, I was constantly switching between all of my items. Yeah. I was using everything at my disposal yeah. in almost every fight because mm-hmm. it was fun. And if you did it right, you could really like one hit a lot of enemies and just quickly take care of them. Yeah. I like to yeah. use like the grenade bomb that would cover everybody around me. And then I would do a swing kick and you knock like the big guys into a wall. And when you do that, they stick and they're out of the fight. You don't have mm-hmm. to worry about that anymore. Yeah, and you can really intelligently or go do about punch, punch, and then like that double kick launch yeah. them into the wall. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can really intelligently like control yeah. the flow of a fight and make it work your way with yeah. just a few simple item uses. Well, that's the brilliant of it because as you as you're as you're saying this, I'm thinking of all the ways you do it. You also have like that web swing yep. to throw them into things, and I, you have the trap. I love to like yeah. fly down, yeah, hit some like do the the falling fly. As soon as I do that, I bring up the weapon wheel so it goes slow-mo throw a trap at like a car behind me yep. and then fight other dudes because i know and you can hear it like fling yeah. out and grab a dude and sometimes you can grab like two dudes with it, it mm-hmm. dude it, there's just so much cool shit you can do in this yeah. fight and as dumb and cliche as it is holy fuck a lot of times you feel like spider-man oh yeah yeah i'll i'll say real quick yeah i probably use as much gadgetry in arkham asylum but I think the big difference in Spider-Man is that it's just so much more fluid. It's a lot easier it, to it, use, it is, too. Yeah. It, in Arkham, it's clunky. You can learn it, but, but, it's, but like, it, it's not natural or as flow, flowing as Spider-Man It's is. like guacamelee. Like, Spider-Man, yeah. pretty much all items are handled with one button. Mm-hmm. You just cycle through them with another one. Whereas with Batman, it's like different items take different button combinations to yeah. do. Which can be yeah. very distracting when you've got like nine guys all rushing and at you. Hard to remember at yeah. times. You might mispress the wrong one and then you're or fucked the, because that yeah. thing you do isn't as offensive. You or your know? timing's just a hair off because yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, that was mm-hmm. a big, big, big difference that I, I agree. I think that's why I used items a lot more. Um, there is a serious issue though in this game, control wise, when you're agree. not doing sweeping big motions this was this was an issue for me in the shipyard dude this was an issue for me a lot in this game and it's trying to get spider-man to do anything on the ground or anything in a small way because everything is so big because it's all about 
jumping and swinging around mm-hmm. that when you try to do it on this smaller scale, the game just sort of shits itself. Oh, see, I disagree. Okay. Okay, I thought you were going a different route. What did you think I was going? I thought you were going to go with, like, the wall sticking mechanic. That also that is a problem. fucked me every single there fucking time. Because, like, so, yeah, you would be swinging and sometimes... And you get stuck to the wall. Yeah. And especially in those Taskmaster trials, like, I've not been more enraged in a game this year. Really? Than getting stuck to a fucking wall inadvertently. You and Micah had issues with that. And, like, I had no issue with almost any of the Taskmaster challenge. I didn't when it came to the challenge stuff or a lot of it. Like, like I did the fighting ones like, fine, the, the drone ones, the uh what the what are the check mark rings you have to go through for him? Yeah. Like that's when it would be when you have to go between a building and then you just accidentally get too fucking that's the close drone one. and it yeah. sticks. And then like the whole process to start that fucking trial over again you gotta, yeah, is that, tedious and bullshit. That is one thing I totally agree with you. Like as a guy who did platinum this game and played many of the Taskmaster yeah. challenges, the fact that I couldn't stop them and restart them at my leisure. I had to wait for some arbitrary timer to run out or something of that nature was Mm -hmm. infuriating at times. Which is insane because I'm pretty sure Sunset Overdrive had that fucking feature. And a lot of games have game. had it, especially ones that make you do time but trial shit like that. the studio has done it. They should yeah. fucking know better. Why it wasn't in there, I don't know. I don't know. But I totally agree with you. It's, it's frustrating. And it's one of those things where like, you fuck up in that first second, goddamn, it's going to be easier just to fucking finish it than it is to restart. Yeah, it. So and like, that's what and I... You know you've already lost That's it. what it's I would win, end up doing was that even if I did fuck up, I would still try to do the best that i could yeah which is is kind of something that like it's well it's training it's getting you better and it's memorizing the course and everything yeah and i i I think that might have actually done better for me as infuriating as it was at times because i know there's been times in like uh gran turismo when Mm. you're chasing a license and you're just every time that you even fuck up like a fraction you're restarting and so you're only getting better by like a minute adjustment whereas mm. when it's forcing you to finish it you're gonna f- get yeah, familiar with yeah. the whole rest of the run and not get so caught off guard and i i'd agree but i know specifically there was one oh, fucking taskmaster yeah. course and it's like no it's a two minute long thing and there's this part one minute and 40 seconds in that's real fucking tricky so i do it 20 times and I I fuck up at the start twice. It's not I don't need to learn the course at this point. There's a tricky part later on. I just need to get to that point. So like, give me the goddamn grace to restart it, man. Come on. Here's one thing. So this game, it does control so beautifully though. Like when you're doing those, just traversing through it, mm-hmm. there's so much fun stuff you can do. And yeah, it, it is enjoyable. That's this is why you said the small scale stuff didn't work for you but like his kind of parkouring over everything automatically like i had no issues on the ground and like the combat stuff it's literally just that that building ground stuff yeah i had no issues with combat because again combat i'm i'm all over the fucking place i'm swinging over to dudes so then what what specifically were you like when you walk around and you're trying to like find hidden stuff or things of that like okay. trying to do like minute like okay. little adjustments man he, he just doesn't to get like specifically in the spot to talk to somebody yeah and, like, and things like to that get him to stop. or like get okay. into that door and like i don't know yeah he moves too quick and then they're to be precise and, and, and there were a lot of times where like i'm trying mm-hmm. to walk into a door 
and he fucking runs up and jumps on the wall next to the door. Yep. And then you can't get off that fucking wall. Not easily. Because when you Not try to press X all. to jump, he's like trying to jump up, and it's like yep. nothing works. It's that's the only fucking infuriating time in this game. I agree. Is when like those small things happen. And then they just continue to escalate and it doesn't do what you want it to do. And then it becomes a thing that you're fucking aware of it. So then when it happens, it just like gets you fucking ramped up even more. And that's what's so infuriating because compared to like when you're swinging through and you're like, you're pumping that X button. So you kick off right at that perfect apex Yeah. and you're fucking flying and you can like backflip through and you can do whatever you want. Those parts are so gnarly. Even as infuriating as it was at times with this game, it's still the most fluid, best controlling Spider-Man game. Uh, Yep. And I think it's more fun to navigate in this world than it is in Batman Arkham Asylum. I agree with you there. Or any of the Arkham games, I should say. Well, as somebody who has recently been playing the number one new hit game out right now, Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. God, traveling is a fucking boring chore in that game. I can see that. Compared to like a game like this where it's just fun to go everywhere, dude. Mm-hmm. If I had to go to the other side of Manhattan, it's like, awesome. Let's fucking go. How yeah. quick can I get there? Let's fucking fly through some shit. Do some giant swan dives off mm-hmm. the top of it. And oh my God. It's it just feels so good. Yeah. You know what? It, it's because it's fantastical. It's fun. It's something other than ordinary. And that's Rockstar win. The, let's make it as realistic as possible. And guess what? Horseback is probably not fun. No. At all. Give me give me quick travel, you fucking dicks. And yes, uh-huh. I know about the map. I'm not talking about just the map. <laughs> you used to be able to quick fucking travel from a yeah, goddamn I, campfire. I yep, that's right. Where the fuck is that? I'm not even got to that point in the game yet. And you took away Liar's Dice, you son of a bitch. <gasps> liar's Dice was always my favorite. Yeah, mine too. I loved Liar's Dice. It's not there, buddy. Oh, that's sad. It's not fucking there. Yeah. Let's but talk I do about get to pick up sacks and do chores. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Let's talk about um. Let's talk about this game's story. Okay, I would love to. So it it takes place at a time when almost every one of Spider-Man's main villains are already locked up on a floating prison mm-hmm. outside of Manhattan called the Raft. Yes, straight from the Marvel comics. Yes, mm-hmm. and. Peter is an undergraduate assistant to Dr. Octavius, Mm -hmm. who used to work for Harry Osborn. They were partners, but had a severe falling out. Mm -hmm. And Octavius now kind of scrapes by while... Norman Osborn. Norman, yeah, I said Harry, but Norman, yes. yes. While Norman is filthy rich... And a beloved scientist that the whole city... He's also the mayor now, right? Yes, which is, again, from the comics. He was mayor for a bit. It's a cool During twist. The dark rain. I, actually, he may have been president. I'm sorry. Oh. He may have been actual. President. It's a really. It was a really nice twist. I like that. Again, it's it's its own universe. I always respect yeah. things that make a universe theirs. They're doing um, essentially what the ultimate universe did with the comics, which is we're gonna take what you know and kind of just twist it a little bit. I don't. Here's my. I don't really like what they did with Mary Jane. But I, I don't either. I get kind of why they did it. I. I. I, I understand, yeah, but I think they missed the mark real bad. I do too. Because they just made her a Lois Lane clone at this yep. point. They took away any kind of uniqueness from her. It would have been cool if maybe Miles was like a, yeah. going to school for journalism and he was... Because then you still have a Spider-Man mm-hmm. type as the reporter. 
but it kind of again yeah he, well, he doesn't need to be the reporter that's the thing is you just don't need that reporter you could have made it the the female cop they introduced the um, oh sure she's a friend with you yeah. make it her you don't necessarily need to be mary jane it's okay she can be an ancillary character for this first go round, and it's fine yeah and then there are things you can do elsewhere down the line like i think in the comics she becomes an assistant for tony stark you know, and you could do something like that. And then she's needed in that kind of way. You just don't need a reporter. Or if you do, just make it the detective that you set up anyway. You just. I did also. It's extraneous. I thought it was weird that Jonah wasn't running the bugle and that he was instead had this Alex Jones like radio show i thought it, it was a nice touch it was cool because you got to get jonah without getting jonah yeah but I don't, it's just it, it was a little weird feeling to me it took me some time to warm up to it yeah i i think it speaks to kind of the times because they're kind of doing it again like the old, ultimate style where we're gonna take it and we're gonna tweak it so they adapt it to the modern times that is alex jones or Rush limbaugh or whatever you want to say but I thought it was great. It's a good way to make J. Jonah, like, almost... He's he's probably the biggest part of this game that's not Spider-Man. Like, he is, throughout every time you do any mission, you're getting Jonah commenting on it. So, I think it's a good way to include and him. And he is... I really enjoy it. And that you can always bring him in in a sequel. Like, it's... He's perfected as, a, uh, as the Spin Master because he literally turns everything you do as Spider-Man back around on him. Yeah. And makes it this huge conspiracy. It's fantastic. It's great. It's, it's well true written to the character. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all. Ev- that's why it's so like everything in here is so true to the characters, but like tweaked, except for Mary Jane. That's why it stings me so much. Yep, I agree. Um, I do wish that we would have gotten the Sinister Six as like a more overbearing presence instead mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. a very quick like. 3.5 act i would have liked them for yeah. more of like a full-on third act but like well, there's this whole thing where they escape they and were then, half of the third act but then they like they escape and then they disappear for a little bit and then you fight two of them at a time and really well they only pretty... disappear depending on how many side missions you're doing sure because it's like it's literally that raft trip and then you go to Otto's little um hideout room where he has like all the designs for the sinister six and then the next mission starts like it the with i think the vulture and shocker is the first one but like that's that's how it goes like there's not time unless you get sidetracked which i think that's when you get the taskmaster stuff so that's probably what happened it would have been cool like if you if they were like a bigger part though and like had a bigger influence on the world for a, a longer time like Oh, if you yeah. get a radio call that like, oh, Rhino's rampaging through downtown and like, so you have to swing over there and then mm-hmm. like you fight him for a little bit and he yeah. like, you knock him into the subway or something and then you don't see him again till uh, after you fight Scorpion and then you fight those two teamed up. It just, it felt very quick and rushed. Yeah. Which I think well, it probably was just a development thing. Like, I don't know if it was necessarily quick or rushed. I, it's the Sinister Six every uh, it's one of those things that i think people put on the pedestal more than it is you think so because like the sinister six is actually like the dumbest fucking group of supervillains ever 
because anytime they get together, they just end up infighting and destroying each other from the inside out or Spider-Man turns them against each other or whatever. But like they're a big threat. They're overpowering, but they're easily toppled almost always in the books, I feel. Um, so I think it's okay to not make them the big bad. It, I, it, it's just, it's, it's whatever. Give, give it to like one character in focus and make that character really work. And I think they did. They did it incredibly. But, wait, before we get to that. Okay. You Because we preemptively talked about Spider-Man a little uh-huh. bit. And what you were saying about like the, the Sinister Six having more of an impact of presence, like you could have easily done it like they did in the Arkham series, like the Two-Face missions. Like, yeah. It's just like the regular recurring mission. Exactly, where they but show led up. by a supervillain. Yes. Like, so you could have and done you, that. And you kind of do this with, uh, there's the side story with the dude that can't feel pain. Uh, big black dude. Oh, uh, Tombstone. Yes, Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, he's a recurring thing that, like, yeah. you fight his villains, you fight, you kind of deal with him a couple times, yeah. and then it, it finishes off. Yeah. And they could have done that for if, each I of totally them. agree. Yeah. And if, like, maybe one of them had held each different section of a city, and yeah. it's sort of, they're also sort of fighting, and then you have... But again, I see development costs. you kind of got to make unique armies for each mm-hmm. one. Maybe we'll get that in part two. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah. Well, let's talk about Dr. Octavius. Yeah. Or Dr. Octopus. Yeah. As he comes to be known. I would even throw in Martin Lee as well. I think Mr. Negative has a good arc too. Yeah. Uh, it kind of comes to, like, I wasn't familiar with Mr. Lee or I Mr. Was, Negative. I was, and they changed him up a little bit. Yeah. They but definitely did. I didn't see this. Well, I did see this turn coming. I, mm-hmm. I kind of felt they gave it away a little too early. But Yeah. Well, it's because it's this person in the Spider-Man universe that you've never, ever heard of before. But there's this also new villain that you've never, ever heard of before. Sure. And he's so important. It's like, uh, yeah, just because the what the uh, economy of time and you're giving this character so much attention. Obviously, we're going to have a bad guy the, here. Put the two together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really I loved all all the interactions with Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Like it's this really cool thing seeing him become so driven. You get the backstory of this rift between him and Norman. And that's also what pushes him to kind of skirt uh, some of these ethical boundaries Mm -hmm. that he does because he wants to prove himself to be better than his old partner that shoved him out and is doing so much better now. So Mm -hmm. it's this really cool uh, folly of man type of story, which is what Doctor Octopus is. It's it's well, the hubris of man that befalls him. It and, is, yeah, it's great. It is. It's it is it's the, Icarus who flies too close to the sun. Well, it's definitely loses control. But it's also like it's it's the the visual metaphor of Peter Parker and Otto Octavius are the same. They are two geniuses that are put upon and life shits on them constantly, but one chooses to rise above. And one gives in, yeah. although because of really kind of heartbreaking circumstances. Yeah, I, he has a brain disease. He's got a, ner- a degenerative neurological Nerve disease. Dis- yeah. disorder that's causing him to lose mobility of his arm. So his body's essentially dying while his brain flourishes. Yeah. And it's, it's this- very similar to uh, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Hawking's. Yeah. It's it's real sad. Yeah. And it makes his his case for like the arms and becoming so attached to those appendages like meaningful and well, moving and, and like it's, it's voodoo sympathetic. it's voodoo sci-fi science but i like that yeah it explains that he goes insane because 
the part of the brain trying to control it yeah. shorts out and like it takes over. It's a really cool yeah. like thing, you know. And they 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 play it up. They played it in a way too. I don't know if you felt this way. Um, Martin Lee being Mister Negative totally knew, but also because I read the comics. But like you know, Octavius is bad in certain yeah. incarnations. I didn't know if he was going to be bad this game. Oh, and I was kind of rooting for it the entire time, like because they had such a good friendship. I was like, maybe they'll just save that for later, and he'll be okay. Like he's going to be good. And and this relationship they have right now is so engaging enough we don't need the villain turn but then the villain turn comes you're like oh this is really good too but i I like too that uh they kind of took the dr connor's mentorship and adapted that over too because generally Mm -hmm. dr connor's who is the lizard is the scientist that takes Mm -hmm. peter parker under his wing and they again they just they tweaked it a little bit yeah and it works Mm -hmm. um I don't know what else to say. I I've got yeah, I've got please. so many things. Uh, attention to detail. Y'all Always lo- yeah. a fan of attention to detail in games, and I think one thing that they've done better than any other open world game is making the collectibles meaningful. That or you have tie to, in at least, yeah, yeah. That you have to. Pick, well, I think meaningful because they give you little bits of story and character. Like you have to pick up Peter Parker's backpacks throughout the city, and each one has like different items from his past. That kind of tell you like what he was doing, like growing a Spider Man. Like you see, like the the piece of armor or suit, I guess he got from the Shocker and or the like, old web slingers. To... Yeah. yeah, and you've got like nice little nods to like references from the comics and like Peter Parker's past. It's just it's brilliant. It's a nice touch that they didn't have to do, and people would still be compelled to do them all to get the goddamn suit at the end. But it's just a great little touch. Yep. I agree. Didn't have to do it. It it has really nice world building. The attention to detail is also fantastic on all the fucking Spider-Man suits. Yeah. There's a game that's great that it lets you have all these cool different ones that you want. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite one? Let me ask you that. Ooh, the favorite suit. Uh, I really loved the animated one. The I did too. The old school 60s cartoon Comic book one. one? Yep. Yeah. That's the one that I played the most. That cel-shaded look has never looked better in any fucking game. I loved how it was like the dark blue and then when yeah. like it would move to like a black for the shadows and back yeah. and forth. It's just so beautiful. I love that. I really love the white spider that they invented for this game. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool looking suit. I like the the flashes of like the white carbon fiber down the arms and on the knuckles and everything. It looked really really slick and really intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, I I too was a big fan of their new design. I think it looked really good. That said, I played a lot of Spider Man Homecoming suit. Like his uh, yeah, not the not him as Spider Man, but him as like oh pajamas sure. and yeah. shit with like those goggles i didn't play that I one i loved that design so the, much <laughs> the two that i wanted that weren't there unfortunately they didn't have one with the uh the underarm webbing yeah i really yeah. wanted one of those you know i would have played as, age stuff uh-huh. i would have only played as that and they didn't have a symbiote suit which i think they're gonna save it i they obviously are because yeah. they've also taken venom and twisted him into uh, Harry Osborn, yeah. which he is actually infected with the symbiote at the end of this game. Yeah. So I get why it's not there. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like, man, this is a huge Spider-Man game. You're not going to have any symbiote suit. Well, they got to save some stuff for the sequel. I thought that's when we're going to get Spider-Ham and like <laughs> all these cool ones. Spider-Man um, UK. I guess 
I don't know. You got anything else? You got some others you want to bring up? Um, what suits or just no, just any other any, okay. things to talk about? Um, I think it's very true to New York. It's very true to the Spider-Man lore. York. Um, very uh, respectful. Let's, real quick, uh, where are we at time? Okay, last thing. Uh, and this will kind of wrap up. Uh, what did you think about the Aunt May? Oh, uh, I didn't twist we, at the end. We kind of talked about this a little bit. I didn't we, really we like upon it. it briefly. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like I I like the idea of it, and I respect it for happening. I I just wish they kind of maybe would have saved it for maybe game two. Oh, just to I mean, let me get attached to that character a little more. Yeah, give me that impact. I think I like it. it I think it's needed. Yeah. And I'll argue it's needed because you really need something to make Otto the villain. Because you do have all that empathy and attachment built up to him while he's kind of the mentor and the good guy for the first two thirds of this game. So when that twist comes, you really need something that's going to make Peter believe like he might be irredeemable at this point. Yeah. And as an audience, we need something to like. Well, he is bad. And it also gives us just another hero aspect from Peter who Mm -hmm. gives up the person he loves most in this world to save the hardest fucking choice. He lets Aunt May die to save so Spider-Man. many more people. Yeah, it it, it is Spider-Man. a nice touch again. That's what Spider Man is. I just would have liked to maybe. It's just nitpicky, but yeah. I think it would have been more impactful to me in like a game two. Because I, I think it's good also because like let's you know killing May really removes the chance of you know uh, rescue May missions and like that kind of tired storytelling stuff we can so, just rescue mary jane yeah i, I it, it <laughs> it's simple oh, god damn it that's true it, it is true fuck but at, otherwise it does kind of strike a, a note of we're gonna try to do something different and i i'm always for that tell me tell me a new story with spider-man yeah i, I have those other ones give me something new i respect cool. that too again i don't hate it yeah. I just would have liked it probably a little differently, a different way. But okay. that's just me being particular. So anyways, um, Ryan, overall, <laughs> on a scale okay. of one to ten pizzas delivered, covered in webs. <gasps> ten web pizzas. Okay. With ten being the absolute best score you could get. Is this it. a reference to the Spider-Man 2 delivering uh-huh. pizzas missions? Yeah. Okay. Uh what would you give this game? There's no way to say this without reaffirming bias. This is a 10 out of 10 game for me. This is easily my favorite game I played this year. Okay. I've loved the experience of being Spider-Man 98% of the time, minus those frustrating wall moments. Uh, but I think they handled the combat perfectly i think it's fluid you feel like spider-man i love the peter parker stuff i even really dig the miles and mary jane missions i think it's nice it gives a good variety to it and i just enjoy the different insights from the other characters and i love what they're doing with the story i think it's one of the best told stories this year in video games so far i've not finished red dead so we'll see how that goes okay uh but I think this is one of the best games this year. And I think this is a game, if you have a PlayStation 4, you should absolutely play. And if you have any affinity to Marvel or Spider-Man, this is going to hit, I think, most, if not all of your marks. Excellent. Uh, 10 out of 10 for me. 
Okay. Kyle, what about you, sir? How many web pizzas? <laughs> I give it a very, very solid, sturdy nine. I'm a okay with that. Um, I do have some issues with this game. <laughs> it's weird because, as we'll find out towards the end of the year, my favorite game of the year also sort of suffers from things that I kind of ding this game for, which is I think I know what ga- I think I know what it is. It gets a little repetitive in huh. Spider-Man, like especially as a guy who chased the platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, doing these like you got to do five missions of the same thing just with a different slap of paint on it and each mm-hmm. different burrow mm-hmm. gets really old sure um this is why i'm an advocate of not platinum games because it I ruins the experience and maybe it does <laughs> a little bit for me but in my game of the year i also platinumed and i didn't have that same yeah but i got so i don't know any quibbles on that one <laughs> i know it's weird it's weird, and maybe I'm just being f- unforgiving and obtuse to be... I don't know why. No, no, but, no, no. You you fucking experience it. Like, you're talking um, the truth. I still think this is a fantastic game. If yeah. you have a PS4, you should absolutely play this game. It's a must-own, must-play, and it's exclusive, so kudos to them. There's obviously yeah. going to be a sequel. I don't know if we'll get a PS4 sequel or if it's going to hold out for PS5, because we're kind of coming up on this. Yeah. yeah. And we're at this weird... It's almost change over time so insomniac though i think if any studio could get a sequel out real quick yeah in like a year or two it's them it might be but we'll see but i yeah i say a solid nine it's a very fantastic game mm-hmm. you should play this if you have a ps4 and you haven't yet agreed so anyways that's where we're gonna stop man that's all i gotta say yeah uh i hope you check us out in a week on this live stream mm-hmm Please send your encouragement. It'll be a good time. As Andrew Please. said, uh, join us on Patreon. We mm-hmm. talk with that dude once a month now. We answer some weird shit. It's not always fun, but it's always a thing. It's always fun for yeah, me. It's I'm a good always time. enjoying it. So, uh, I don't know. Other than that, we'll check you next time. Uh, I'm Kyle. I'm Ryan. And uh, see you later. Adios, guys.